Let's go to let's go to our how to section. And this is uh, one of, of course, the most requested uh, information since we're podcasts. So people are like, well, talk to us about podcasting. How do you grow a podcast? How do you start a podcast? This one, we're going to go find the best tips from the top entrepreneurs of how to start and grow a podcast. And so the first one. We got to go to to the family uh, EYL as far as uh, how to address your podcast. Biggest advice that Dame Dash ever gave me, shout out to Dame. He said, stop calling your show a podcast. That was uh, two years ago. We stopped calling it him and my uh, my people at 85 South. We started calling it a show, but now it's even it's not even a show. Earn Your Leisure is just a brand. It's a media company. Our vision was always bigger than just a podcast. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we could be... Our, what we have to offer is so much bigger than just that. What you're really speaking to is the relentless pursuit of the next thing, right? Like, we could we started with a show and it turned into a network and turned into a media platform, but it's now turned into a, a global source for information, right? Yeah, I like what Troy says there too. The the ever the ever going evolution of what happens to the next thing, right? And and I, I love that breakdown, but it's very important. And and again, shout out to Jabari who was on an episode with us a couple of weeks ago or a couple of episodes ago when he talked about it's really important that when you're first starting to understand how you're categorizing the brand, the company, the business that you're trying to build, because how you categorize it ultimately determines how big it can grow. So if you have aspirations to do however many dollars in business or however much impact or reach that you want to have on a global scale, but you put yourself in a corner of a marketplace that has a ceiling that will never allow you to get there, sometimes it's not so much your idea, your business, or even the talent that you have. It's just the position of the market that you've cornered yourself into. So I I, I really have to add big emphasis to say, or to this one and say, You have to study the space before you get in. Please be mindful not to just look at influential people or be inspired by someone who's convincing and compelling and jump into the space and say, I want to do what they do because you don't know how they strategically put themselves in place to serve that corner of the market. And if that will align with your interest and skill set as well. So yeah, super important how you categorize yourself, what position you put yourself into. That's very important. Now, the last thing is just know that it's normal to graduate from grade one to grade two, which is what they talk about, that natural progression. As you gain experience, you say, okay, that was good, but I feel we can be bitter, uh, better, bigger, et cetera. So that, that is also part of the process. Yeah, I like that. Second tip comes from uh, one of the the godfathers of podcasting from an entrepreneur side, which is uh, Pat Flynn. He talks about how many ideas you should have up front. And try to come up with 25 episodes. Like just, you know, that you don't have to nail the title or anything. Just what might you talk about when you start hitting record? And if you can get 25, then okay, you're pretty good because you might have like a half year's worth of content if you're going weekly that you could kind of keep going with versus what I know a lot of people do is they just jump into it and they're two episodes in and they're like, I don't even know what I'm gonna talk about next week. So planning ahead, getting used to kind of having a little bit of an editorial calendar. And where do those come from? They should just come from either your expertise and knowledge about the 
topic and things that you feel like would be useful to share. But even more importantly, they can be answers to people's questions or topics that are hot within the space that you're in right now. So with this one, I think with technology, it makes it a lot easier to come up with these different episodes, right? So where you kind of want to already have three episodes in the clip as far as when you post it, right? Uh, one, that's that's reasons for people to kind of get an understanding of who you are and what the podcast is about. But also, too, kind of gives you a front of like, what is the topics I have to come up with? And so with things like ChatGPT, with Google Bard, with Claude 2, you can now go into AI and be like, I'm creating a podcast about uh, streetwear. I'm creating a podcast about streetwear. Please give me 25 uh, episode ideas going towards the audience of, and then drop who your audience is as much details as you can give about your podcast. You're going to want to do that because the pressure of coming up with something every single week is real. We deal with it mm -hmm. every single week, right? Where it's like, okay, what are we going to talk about this time when we do our lives? What are we, what's the topic that we're going to talk about now? What's great after you do a good amount is that there's going to be data that's going to support the new topics that you come up with, right? In the beginning, you have to be like, all right, what can I talk about? They, later down the line, you can then almost lean on data based off what your audience has reacted to on some, hey, you should go deeper down on these particular topics, right? So I do agree with, with Pat Flynn as far as coming up with 25 ideas, just so you can pretty much have, let's say, I would say 30, just so you can have a, a month's worth as far as content, but then you have a good amount each week. Let's say you do once a week um, and then use, use tools like ChatGPT, Claude 2, uh, Google Bard. Now we have Meta AI. Use these things to help you create the podcast episode so you don't ever have to worry about running out of things to say. Okay. So the third tip comes from, of course, Gary V and talking about should you get big time guests off top or something else? Be strategic about who you book as guests. A lot of people try to come out the gate and get their biggest guest when the right answer is get 10 guests first in that are not as big, giving yourself time to get good at interviewing, and then you start layering the bigger guests you can get. I'm way better at hosting a podcast today than I was the first 100 I did because you just get reps. You get to understand. I, I like struggled cutting people off. I still do it. You have no idea that if you're going to be good at it or good by your standard. This may be the 10th time I've said this in the last couple of months, but again, more evidence that you need to get the bad reps out of you in the beginning. As you start 
there is gradual growth that's naturally going to happen and allow yourself time to do that or build that into your process. So I love that he's mentioning this and I too have to agree that you don't have to go to your top of the top right away unless you're seasoned in the space. Now, granted, if you already have experience, if you have over a couple of hundred or even a thousand hours of practice time on camera, which again, I can speak to that because I believe we've probably surpassed that amount now with everything we do on live and on the podcast. So there's a ton of experience on camera that you have. Go back, go back and just look at, I can speak for myself at least, go back and watch how I've transitioned and become more comfortable on camera as the episodes have gone on. So where I would start or what who I would start with if I were starting over today would be completely different than how I would start when we first started here in terms of bringing on new guests, not so much a co-host, you know, standpoint, but that, that shows to you that as you get better, you want to position yourself for the biggest guests to really make the biggest impact. So I do, I do, I do agree with that big time. Very important. Uh, the fourth one, I think we're up to fourth. Uh, the fourth one has everything to do with discoverability. How many people in here have a podcast, right? Like audio podcasts, hard to grow, right? Podcasts don't grow because the, the reason why podcasts don't grow, no matter what you do, is because ultimately what happens is there's no virality built into it. Let's say that I release an audio podcast, Eric listens to it. Only way anyone else is finding out about this podcast is if Eric loves me so much and likes the episode so much that he takes it and he DMs it to someone, texts it, he tweets it, he like does something with it. But on YouTube, if you just watch the full video, YouTube's like, yo, Eric, I like that send it to more people like Eric and they just send it. There's a key piece to like all this content stuff. Yes, eventually you have to be on multiple platforms. People are going to keep going to the platforms where virality built into it rather than trying to build from scratch. And so I think that like the way that these platforms are built too, you really got to pay attention to because that'll ultimately drive growth. So with this one, it's so important because he's right. As much as, and, and this is going to be, especially for my introverts, as much as long-form content, period, is highly recommended. And you can get discovered if people Google certain keywords or your title and your podcast does show up. That is searchable content, right? But it's way harder from an audio standpoint. If you look at social media, Audio isn't necessarily shared. Video is shared, right? When we're looking at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, they aren't sharing different clips or different podcasts that you should listen to. They have those curated playlists, of course, but it is so hard to get discovered from an audio standpoint. So you have to resort into the video podcast way. Right. And to clip it up now with that, of course, there are different tools to help you clip down your podcast videos. Right. We have Opus Clip. We have Get Munch. We have Video AI. There's this app called Captions that actually can chop down not only some of your videos, but also add amazing captions to it. So there's several ways to take your long form videos and make them into those short viral uh, clips. But we can't just rely on the audio only to do that. So something that's been working 
uh, very well with us lately is YouTube shorts as well as Instagram carousels, right? So on Instagram, we used to go real heavy on reels and to a certain point we do, but right now we're making a shift on some of these carousels where the first slide is tells you what it's about. Then we give you, let's say in this instance, we're talking about uh, the, the audio discovery. So we'll say the guy who, who said that, I didn't even get his name. I got to find his name. Um, guy who said that, then maybe something that I would say based off that. So it kind of builds a story and people are starting to understand what the podcast is and they'll go listen to the full episode. Also, understanding that YouTube is a, is a whole search engine in itself. So just like how he said, hey, if somebody is watching it, they're going to recommend it to other people who are watching it. So hitting it in different platforms, not just audio, but we're talking about YouTube and taking advantage of the long form and the short form. We're talking about TikToks. We're talking about Instagram. We're talking about Facebook. And clearly looking at what you can maintain on a consistent basis and and doing maybe one or two of those things, getting a social media scheduler like later, like buffer, like using business uh, studio uh, on, on Meta that could help you schedule out some of these things so you could concentrate on the on the real things. But do not do audio only unless you have a strong following and they will go find your audio based off your influence. That made sense? 100%. Made sense. Uh, and then the last one comes from our family at, at Think Media uh, talking about should you get, should you go more in depth about certain things? Should you keep it short? Should you get personal uh, on your podcast? Get personal. I mean, think about this. So if someone is going to click on your podcast, they're probably listening to it in the car, on the way to work, at the gym, while they're doing the dishes. It's you and the listener. So use the podcast as an opportunity to get more personal, to go deeper in the conversation. What I love so much about podcasting is that it can be long form content. It can be a secondary thing that someone is doing and taking in your information. So use your podcast to go deeper. That's so good. That's so good. It it takes it takes a while, right? It takes a while, and it, and I'm and I'm saying, for someone to just grow comfortable with being vulnerable, and share more about what you personally have experienced as it relates to the topic at hand. Because I mean, think about it. You guys who are listening to this or watching this right now, you can very easily go and look up how to start a podcast, best practices for podcasting. You can do that on your own. The content that we're getting is searchable content, things that you can find online. But what makes it unique is that you're getting that content with our experience and our thoughts attached to it. And so if, imagine if we were to give you that content. And I believe there are times throughout the history of the show where, again, just as we've discovered that for ourselves, where it probably was that. And then we realized, no, we, we have to give them our thoughts our spin to it, not just regurgitate what has been said on the clip or the information that we're sharing, right? And so, but but what does that take? 
that takes a little bit of vulnerability. That takes a little bit of eagerness and willingness to open up and share what you experience. And so you can see even the format of the show now, it's strategically positioned where you're getting more of us Mm -hmm. from, hey, what's going on this week? And what did we intentionally learn and can share so that listeners and people watching can benefit and maybe apply and, and, and get similar outcomes to what we're experiencing. So everything from that is very important and very key. But for those of you listening, looking to get into the space, make sure that you're infusing those parts of yourselves into the show. The part that I liked, and, and it's nice to think about this way, and probably I have to almost m- meditate on this a little bit more, is be mindful that your content is almost a conversation that is being had in a very intimate space with you and the listener. Yep. All right. Is like, when you think about it that way, it's like, oh shoot, you're right. If someone's watching this, just listening to the content, you think about delivering that to them differently than if you were at a, an, a large event and you're presenting to an audience. There's a totally different feel. So I have to, yeah, be right back. I got to meditate on that. Hey. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So uh, I also want to review uh, Moose found a really dope uh, podcast report. I want to kind of talk about that, kind of, kind of help the the listeners and viewers in their podcast journey. Yeah, yeah. So this was a report that just came out recently. It was done by XSM, excuse me, SXM Media. And it looks like they're either backed or in collaboration with SiriusXM, which makes sense, I guess, right? SiriusXM, SXM. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure enough, it is SiriusXM. So they have a podcast network and clearly they are using this as their free tool to be able to get more podcasts on their network. So maybe it's something that we will have to check out. But I love what they did with this report Fire graphics, by the way, whoever, whoever designed this, this, this is really cool. I'm listening to you for you to check it out. Okay. But they basically broke down podcasting and they gave stats around listeners mm-hmm. who are tuning in to different types of shows. And not only are they just telling you, hey, this is the, uh, let's say the comedy section or the lifestyle section, but they zero in on the different profiles of listeners. So they have a section after they tell you the category of a podcast, they tell you about the listener profile. So for example, the three types of listeners who tune into comedy, there are there's the humorist, the entertainer, and the class clown, right? So you can really think about if you know this about your prospective listener already, you have more insight to who's listening, what type of content you need to create for them so that they can be most engaged with what you're putting out. Now, the final piece of this, which I think is super cool, is that they close off each section with a category or with a slide specific to brand opportunity. So they're telling you, here's the opportunity for you if you fit this category, here's the opportunity for you to do something or or here's the opportunity for what you can do in the space. Right. So it says a huge percentage, 94% of comedy listeners take action after hearing a podcast ad. Yes, that's very close to everybody who listens. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a podcast who categorizes as a comedy podcast, you might want to take this information 
right? Whether you cite it in your deck or you do something with it, but you should be going after advertisers pretty heavily and showing them this, like, hey, people are most receptive to and are most willing to take action to ads when the content that is, you know, before it is comedy related content. So that's, that's great information. So a lot of really good insight around the average age of a listener, gender, status, level of education, ethnicity, so much great content here. And then of course they have multiple categories, right? They have, let's see, news. I saw lifestyle and entertainment, health and wellness. So really, really cool. Definitely you guys should check it out just to learn about the different listener profiles and how you can deliver your content in a way that would better resonate with them. I got one more question for you. One more question. Yeah. Um, what is some something that you learned this year uh, when it comes to podcasting, the, you know, the prepping, the delivering, however you want to go about it, that maybe you didn't do last year? Yeah. Podcasting has actually made me a much better communicator because as I listen to myself a lot in the clips that are posted on the show, uh, the page or, you know, the, the show's page on Instagram, YouTube, anywhere, I've caught on to how many times I use filler words similar to, um, kinda, like, very passive, not authoritative words. And so it's very subtle, but if you're a listener, and the expert you're listening to is saying things like kinda, maybe, they sound unsure of what they're talking about. You're not gonna really see this person as a an expert, an expert or an authoritative figure in the space, even if they have the utmost experience. I mean, you know, we're two people who are doing the work on a daily basis. We've been doing it for going on five or seven years now. So it's it's been quite a long time. And so I would, I have to say podcasting has made me a much better communicator. And the second thing I've realized how to say more in less time. So mm-hmm. rather than just going on a long tangent to that, that could be good, right? You can might be very passionate about a topic and I can sit here and talk about it for five, 10 minutes at a time. But I think about the listener experience and say, man, when one voice is speaking on a two person podcast for an extended period of time, that's much easier for someone to check out because there's no change in tonality mm-hmm. where if I learn to communicate what I have to say in a short amount of time, now we play that tennis match where I say something, I hit it back to you, you respond, I take what you say, right? And it's conversational where, shout out to, and I know you made fun of me for this, but uh, the AirPods spatial audio feature where you can feel the mm-hmm. audio. Like, so for example, if I'm listening to something and I look this way, the audio will shift and go to the right side more super dope. So that, I guess that would happen. I wonder, I, I gotta, I gotta speak to Eddie about that. Cause I was thinking, imagine that would happen with a podcast. So I think they do have I'm that. Positioned I remember when higher. we went to that, uh, that podcast, uh, convention, convention. they were talking about a little bit about the spatial audio for some of those uh, episodes that have more storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, I do believe they have that. It's all in the it's really mic. It's cool, right? It's like an immersive experience. Yeah. Because yeah, I was it's, saying, it's, like, it's if I'm on the right on. side of the screen. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, that's that's been one of my biggest lessons is just being a better communicator and, and taking a more authoritative stance in the space. 
delivering the information in a more compact way for listeners to receive. I think I've gotten much, much better in the last two months. I wouldn't say it's the the entire year that I've been doing this, Mm -hmm. but really the last two months I've paid close attention to how I deliver and communicate and make the connection to the points. Because before I might talk about water and connect water to airplanes. It's like, wait, right. what? Why are you telling me about airplanes when we're talking about water? Right. But if I connect water to going to the beach or drinking a sip of water after a long day of exercise or a long workout, whatever, right? It's like, okay, there's more context here. So yeah, I know it's an unrelated example, but uh, context is important and, and connecting it to something tangible for the listeners. I liked it. No, I, th- I think for me, uh, that one that they said to get personal, I think that one has been something I've been really intentionally trying to add more to the podcast as far as saying, hey, this is what I did. This is what I've used. This is, uh, I, I don't want to go more towards always teaching where there's no, I'm thinking about those people who are just coming in to like, well, how do you know this? You know, like, right. who are you? Like, we're still in the growth stage of our our podcast. So for me to just go, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. And they don't know us. I'm, I'm, I know if I heard something, I'm like, who are you? Like, unless somebody mm-hmm. referred me, if I'm, if I'm discovering you on these platforms, I got to know, like, are you going through this? Or have you gone right. through it? That whole nine. So I'm always, when it's about the getting personal and getting more in depth about certain things, I'm trying to be like, okay, how do I always make sure the audience knows that I'm going through this? I'm trying to build this. I'm, you know, those kind of things and, and being more personal with it than being perfect. I could care less. And on a long form, situation i care less about being perfect any content i care less about being perfect and and always looking like i have it together because i don't and i don't try to be and i don't try to act like i know everything i know a good amount based off my experience but i'm still learning even on this podcast what some of the things to do and so this is the podcast is just a journey of the learning experience and that we just love that you guys are taking it with us. So that's one of the things. That's a good word. Yeah, yeah. that's a good word. 